Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. everybody welcome to another episode of beyond the blinds as always it's kelly williams and troy mckeady and this week we have some news it's exciting news. news it's big, big news big news there are going to be some changes to the podcast but not really <laughs> yeah we signed with cloud 10 who are partners with iheart um so the only real change that you'll see is there will be ads but um, we still have our Patreon episodes, still a public episode every week. Um, but yeah, they it was the best deal we've ever been offered. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to partner with someone who doesn't want to change our show because that was like a big a big thing for us was that they let us still do our Patreon episodes. They're letting us talk about whatever we want and pretty much nothing we basically didn't want anything for our audience to like change right so everything stays the same except like kelly said we'll be doing ads and you know i'm sure that we'll find a, a way to make these ads very ridiculous and silly as well and as much as we want you to listen to them there's always that 15 second skip button <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it's there for a reason and as you can see this week we are talking about mr kevin hart um but unfortunately, he didn't have a ton of blind items. So luckily, I guess there's a lot of pop culture that happened this week. And if you're not here for pop culture talk, which I know some of you are not, uh, check out the description. There is a timestamp of when blind items start. But yeah, pop culture wise, I wanted to talk about Kelsey Ballerini a little bit. Troy, do you know much about her at all? No, not at all. <laughs> That's okay. Um, her new album just came out. I I love it. It gives me, I'm not going to say she's like Shania because I don't want to upset people, but it gives me those like late nineties pop country vibes. Okay. So it's a very fun album, but I know you'll like this. She does shade your favorite girl Halsey on it. Okay, cool. She, Why? We don't know. No one has like figured it out, but she was basically like, if I had a known, I'd never speak to this person anymore. I would have never asked her to be on a track with me. Oh, interesting. Right. That's so random. I know. And I've been looking on Reddit. No one can really figure out what happened. I know Dumois posted about it. 
And they basically said Halsey has issues with everyone, which yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's it's always really telling, like when a lot of celebrities don't have a problem talking shit about someone, it's usually because they know that people have problems with them. And people talk, sh- I mean, like celebrities will just straight up talk shit about Halsey. Yeah, that's a good point. I know on the episode, I really stuck up for her, but I, after some deep reflection, I realized I mostly just like their music. Right. Rather yeah, than- that's so, such a weird um, connection, those two though. Like, what? So there's another rumor going around. I don't know if I believe it. It's alleged, you know, that's our favorite word to use on this podcast, that Kelsey's, I think someone said, dipping her toe in the lady pond. Okay. So they don't know if maybe something happened between them, but I know she's been hanging out with the artist Fletcher a lot, and she's also been spotted at Lipstick Lounge in Nashville, which is a lesbian bar. She's been spotted there a few times. So... There are a lot of, like, theories going around. Yeah, I was going to say, it has to either be some kind of, like, hookup thing or, like, an industry behind-the-scenes, you know, contract kind of shit that we may never know. Right. And also, Kelsey's getting out of a marriage, so everyone's like, oh, now she's going to date women. I'm like, listen, I would love it, but I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, that's crazy. So, we also got a lot of requests to talk about, obviously, the Kardashians premiered this well, I guess it would have been last week. Um, whatever, it just premiered. And uh, the episode like focused really intensely on Chloe. And, you know, people, I've seen a lot of people like debating back and forth on like if we should feel bad for Chloe or if we shouldn't. And obviously, you know, us hosting this show, it's like hard to view things the way other people view them because we know things that whether we want to know them or not, we do. Um, and we obviously have done a Chloe episode on this podcast. I highly suggest it if you haven't listened. It's our most listened to episode. (laughs) People love the Chloe of it all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Did you watch the premiere? No, but I saw clips on Twitter. It was, I'm going to be honest. Those Kardashians always get me. You guys know (laughs) that. I'll talk shit, but they get me. And the episode I thought was actually really good. Um, I, you know, I still have a weird sympathy for Chloe because she's Chloe. You know what I mean? Like, I will always have some space in my heart for Chloe, even though I make fun of her. I I still feel really bad for her. It's a, a horrible situation. I don't know. It's it is really hard for me to have sympathy because she got with Tristan when another one was pregnant with his baby. Right. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, it's so shitty that she just continues to be dealt such a shitty hand. But I think what most people are like, they're like, well, what about Jordan? Have you apologized to her yet? Because clearly she wasn't mm-hmm. the only one. I go back right. and forth because I try and have a heart, but I also don't think the Kardashians yeah. have hearts. See, that's the thing that makes it so hard is like, Chloe will be so, especially, especially her, like, She'll be so vulnerable and open and honest about like her emotions and stuff, but she never goes that step for let's like next step to be like, also, by the way, I did this wrong. And like, she always talks about like the mean comments and like the hateful stuff that people say, which they do say horrible Mm -hmm. shit about her. But like, they also bring up really, really valid points about you and your fucking sisters. And somehow they always miss that. 
Yeah. You know, they always miss those critiques that are like valid, like that people should be upset about, you know, like, I think it's okay for people to be sad for you, but also hold you accountable for like doing horrendously shitty things to people, you know, like both of those things should be true, but they don't let that happen because they don't take any accountability. That's a really good way of putting it. Because if Chloe was to be like, yeah, I fucked up with how I went after Jordan or whatever, that would kind of squash it, I think. A 1000%. And I think it would allow people to really fully just feel bad for this horrible thing she's going through. You know, like at the end of the day, like she's a woman who had both of her pregnancies kind of taken from her. You know, she wasn't able to, like, just have her baby in the way that you would hope. And it's fucked. But also, like I said, she's a she's an asshole. So it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. The scene that I saw was really sad. I will Mm -hmm. say, like, her holding her son and in the hospital bed and all of that. Like, she's already going through so many emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is sad. Yeah. But like you said, if they just took any accountability for fucking anything. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, Kylie is like having like a TikTok moment because it feels like at the, for whatever reason right now, everybody on TikTok, it's like a viral thing to make fun of Kylie trying to be relatable. <laughs> okay. Like her doing her closet, get ready with me's and stuff and being like, hey guys, help me pick up shoes it's like it's just like not giving what it gave a couple years ago and I think people are just getting really sick of her in a weird way like I've never seen um and yeah like I don't know it's just it feels like things are changing and you had said that a few weeks ago I know I wonder if it's finally truly happening and I also think with Kim allegedly taking out her implants and looking so like real thin again People are kind of like, mm-hmm. no, 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 we've moved past that look. We cannot have mm-hmm. another early 2000s. You know, everyone was like so thin, like paper thin. We can't do that mm-hmm. again. Yeah, we're doing, we're having another thin moment, but thin and like pumped, like having a big fake ass and shit, like having like basically like a head to toe surgically enhanced body. That's like completely unattainable if you're like a human person. Like only a doctor could give you this very specific shape. But I think that, you know, the Kardashians are smart and they know that they have to like remain unattainable in a way. They have to be like, it's going to be something for people to like strive for, to like buy their shit. And everybody has BBLs now. Everybody looks like them now. So now they've got to switch it up, you know, and like choose a different body type. I never thought of that. Everybody looks like them on Instagram now, you know? They're like, well, we got to do something. Wow. Okay. I did see ND on Crazy Days and Nights. He said that Pete's management didn't sign rights for him to be in the show. Do you know if that's true or not? I don't know if that's true, but it would make sense. I feel like they would have put him in. Yeah. He was in the promo. Yeah. And he wasn't on the the preview for like this season on during the episode, which I thought was weird because they would milk that shit, you know? For sure. Maybe the breakup was way worse than we knew, even though it was fake. Yeah. 
Right. Or maybe he was in it. I'm sure somebody is like, no, he was in it for one second. Maybe he was in it. I don't know. I didn't see him. You didn't you didn't spot Pete? I did not spot Pete and his sunken in eyes. I didn't see. <laughs> not his sunken in eyes. <laughs> now, this is something I saw on TikTok. The TikTok is very small. Last time I saw it only had like 2000 views or something. But it's from Derek Lovato and Lovato spelled the same as Demi. But he was interviewing Jessica Simpson was at a signing or something. And he was asking her, what song are you going to perform when you go back on tour? And she kind of hesitated. Then she's like, next week, the next two weeks, I have a big announcement that I think everyone's going to be happy about. Your face right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Jessica returning to music? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like a greatest hits album or if she's making a comeback. She she just hinted that her fans were going to be very happy with an announcement in the next few weeks. Wow. I mean, I would love if Jessica put out new music. I'm wondering how receptive people would be to it because she hasn't had hit music in a very long time. But fuck it must be really hard for her not to be able to, not that she can't sing anymore, but like, I'm sure she's wanted to sing a lot in the past decade, but like when the demand isn't there or whatever for you to like do the thing that you want to do and you have to pivot, that must be really hard, you know? But the way I think of it with Jessica Simpson, she, I mean, she has her shoe line. She has a um, apparel line. She had that book that was so well-received I give mm-hmm. her a lot of credit for still even being famous. Yeah. And the most successful out of all the girls. Is she? Oh, she's a billionaire, right? Or close? Yeah. Out of her, like, graduating class, you know? I mean, Christina, Brittany, Jessica's killing it. That's so true. Listen, if that's true and Jessica Simpson is planning on doing music, you guys, please support it. Please download Jessica Simpson's music and show her that we care. Please. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for Troy. Please. Uh, just as a, just to let her know that we care still. And maybe Ashley will follow. Oh my God. Oh, don't do, don't do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> so did you get to listen to the Call Her Daddy with Hailey Bieber? Only clips. What did you think of the clips that you heard? Listen. I am <laughs> I'm already not like a Hailey Bieber fan okay. not that I have anything against her but I just like there's nothing there for me like even when I try really really hard to find her interesting I'm just it's like it's really difficult for me um she just is not giving for me <laughs> like nothing there I mean that's a totally fair thing to say I totally get it. I listened and watched the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't dislike Alex Cooper. I don't think Alex Cooper is like a bad interviewer. I know she gets a lot of hate. I don't think she's like mm-hmm. Barbara Walters, but she has a sex podcast. Of course, she's not fucking Oprah, yeah. you know? Right. But it was so obvious how Haley's team sent these questions in. Because there was no follow-up, right? Like, Alex was asking her, you know, I know paparazzi followed you here and all this stuff. And Haley's like, sometimes I 
she goes, sometimes I think about getting out of my car and hitting their car with a bat or something. That That is what Haley Bieber said. And then um, Alex just goes, so how do you deal with online trolls? Like, instead of any Oh, my followers. God. I can't. Oh, I can't. And what was the point of that interview? I think the point is Selena Gomez is about to release a documentary on a- Apple TV. Oh. And I think they wanted to try and get ahead of it a little bit. Right. Because, because they, yeah, 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 totally. And listening to that interview, I didn't learn anything new about Hailey Bieber other than the first time she got drunk, she was 16. And then the next day she went to church because she felt bad about getting drunk. Like, what are we worshiping? She is literally the most uninteresting uh, nepotism baby of all of them. She is so boring. Well, I was getting frustrated because obviously you don't interview Haley Bieber without her team getting the questions first. Right. The whole thing was about Justin and a lot of Selena, but they never said Selena's name. They only referred to her as his ex or just simply she or her. Never Selena. That's interesting. I guess I can kind of see that because maybe they thought like that would end up being like the the clickbait headline but it was like was. whatever sentence. But it's yeah, you're not gonna avoid that. No, because Haley said the whole point. She's like, I just don't want people to think I'm a home wrecker. I'm like, girl, nobody fucking cares anymore. Really, I don't. Right. I don't think. Yeah, nope. That's not like a topic of conversation, really. And it was so weird. Do you remember when Justin and Selena got back together for like that millisecond before he ended up being engaged and marrying Haley? Yeah. They even brought that up. And she was like, no, there was nothing like sexual between them during that time. They were just working something out so Justin could be with me. Or whatever. I was like, why? What is, I I would rather know your skincare routine. And I don't even give a fuck about your skincare routine. Yeah, like, at this moment, we barely even care about Justin. Mm. Like, girl, your man can't even fill up an arena. Yeah. Like, nobody, I mean, you know, again, maybe people do care. Maybe there's a lot of people that are, like, still very invested in that. It was a big deal, you know. I don't see it being written about as much as I used to, but, like, I'm just like, why are we here? Yeah, and then Alex, of course, asked the question... Do you wish that she would tell her fans to, like, leave you alone? Oh, God. It's a bad fucking interview that didn't save anyone. Like, it's just bad. What did she say to that? Um. Well, she's been in the industry for a really long time, so maybe she knows nothing will change either way. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. It's... Yeah, I learned nothing new about Hailey Bieber other than the one thing I already said. I'm glad that I, I knew that I was, I was like, I just know that I'm not going to, like, this is a waste of time. And obviously, Alex is, like, very down to, you know, stick to what the camp wants them to talk about, you know? She's proven that. And I can't blame her. Yeah, I get that. When you get, like, a billion-dollar deal from Spotify, you're going to stick to the script. Yeah, no, I get that. I understand that. Oh, and they also asked about her sex life with Justin. Because again, 
it, I mean, Call Her Daddy at the end of the day is a sex podcast. And mm-hmm. Haley was like, I'm so nervous. And she kept curling up in her chair. And like, and then I think Alex was like, would you rather be eaten out or fingered by Justin? And she was like, usually it's both, right? <laughs> and like, oh, Jesus. And then Alex <laughs> asked like favorite position. And I, I'm glad I can give everybody cliff notes. So you don't need to sit through this. Yeah. Haley said doggy style. Um, and then there was one more about how like she turns Justin on. And she was like, honestly, when we're just in like deep conversation, that's what gets him going. I'm like, yeah. Justin. Oh my God. Really? Really, girl? I can't. That's what gets him going. I beg to differ. I've read different, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> so yeah. So that is basically the Haley Beaver episode summed up. Even when Alex was like, if you could switch closets with one of your closest friends, who would you switch with? And she's like, I don't know. We all have such different styles. Just say Bella Hadid. Just Let's say fucking Bella. say Bella or Kendall or something so that we can just move the fuck on, girl. <laughs> and I, I will say that that clip of her putting those two dabs of concealer on her face on TikTok makes me laugh every single fucking time I see it. Like, I that makes me belly laugh every time I see it. And people recreating it, please keep doing it. It's so funny. And, and I'm not a Haley hater, you know? I've always thought she was just kind of... I've always kind of felt bad for her because I assume Justin's mean to her. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, watching that, I was just kind of like, girl, I know nothing about you still. Like, we're bored. Yeah. You gave us nothing and left every crumb on the plate, mama. We are bored and hungry. <laughs> um, Speaking of that documentary coming out and them trying to get ahead of it. I am very excited for Selena Gomez's documentary. Very excited. Um, And I think that this is going to be like one of the most major things to happen in her career. I really believe that. You used to not be a Selena girl, right? No, not at all. I mean, I just, I would say that I had a dislike for her. Like I used to really not care for her. Um, and I still don't even really know how I feel about her. Like, I, I think I've come to realize that it's more so just that her career confuses me. That's fair. <laughs> like, when she ends up on the most listened to artists at the end of the year on Spotify, I'm like, what's going? Like, I glitch. I'm like, what's happening? Do you remember I said that at a live show and someone was like, she's my most played artist. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to this woman. Uh, <laughs> but I think that this is going to be quite possibly like a page turner in her career maybe like a new chapter and um it's I'm just really excited I know that they've been filming it for like how many years like five I don't know anything about it to be totally honest okay so they've been filming this documentary I think for I want to say five years but I could be wrong I actually think it may be more um so they've been filming her every day for the however many years and it's being directed by I think I'm going to, I'm going to fuck up his last name. Alec Kishian, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, He directed Madonna's Truth or Dare. And I mean, if you've ever seen Truth or Dare, like, you know, that basically is the first celebrity documentary. And every documentary about every celebrity documentary to come after Truth or Dare has taken from truth or dare like it is the blueprint and that was like 
such a moment for Madonna, changed her entire career, changed film, changed everything. So the fact that he's involved, like, and that that documentary was like supposed to show Madonna in a different light and like it really opened her up to the world and like changed her relationship to her fans and to the media. And I mean, I think that this is going to be such a big moment for Selena Gomez. I really do. Like, do you, do you I, think it'll be honest though? Yeah, I do. I really do. Ooh. Yeah. Cause this, this guy is much more of like a, there's no real like agenda in the stuff that he makes. He just okay. films. And he's, like I said, he's been with her for years, like filming everything, these breakups, like all he's been filming all of it. So it makes a lot of sense with the timing of the Haley Bieber. Yeah. Holler daddy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm just excited for her. I really hope it's like major and I hope that it lives up to like how much I'm hyping it up, but I think it will. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I weirdly have a soft spot for Selena. Yeah, I do too now. I used to not, but now I do. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of documentaries, on Netflix, have you watched The Bling Ring yet? No, I'm waiting to watch it because I have to take notes on it. I will say, the first episode, I was kind of like, this is kind of lame. Like, we we lived it. You know, I remember this Mm -hmm. happening in real time. By the end... I'm like, everyone in this is fucking crazy. Yeah. All of them have different stories of what truly happened. You know, my girl, Alexis Nyers. Um, I'm like, girl, like, come on. Because <laughs> she was only involved in one break-in. Mm-hmm. But the whole time she's like, I don't know why I was the face of the bling ring. She keeps repeating it. And I'm like, well, you were a reality star during the time. So that's why. You also right. sold your story to Sophia Coppola. Coppola right for like a six-figure settlement you also like you have a podcast and talk about like I get why and you're also beautiful I get right. why you're the face yeah of course you're gonna they're not the person who didn't do a show in a book in a million interviews is not the face yeah you're the face like girl come on and it's <laughs> it's so insane because then Nick who was also in, he was like kind of the mastermind, him and the girl, Rachel, who I Mm want to know everything about. I need more about her. But then Nick's like, then I was getting mad that she was more famous than me when I'm the one who figured everything out and how to rob people. And I'm like, this is the most fucked up little like story ever. Oh my God. I was really sad. I thought that Tess was going to be in it for some reason. Mm -mm. Um, But she's so anti, which I get, you know, she's like, sober she lives a totally different life she's like a mommy blogger like you know she bakes bread every day like she's like in another world and throughout the documentary it keeps saying like at the beginning that all their stories are contradicting um in that in the first episode I believe Nick says that he met Alexis and Alexis thought he was like a promoter or something like that and Tess made a statement to the documentary being like Alexis knew exactly who Nick was yeah that's why Tess needs to fucking be there like I would love to because she's the least vocal she doesn't talk about this shit at all and it would just be so cool to hear her perspective because she's so removed from like Hollywood and stuff Mm -hmm. like Alexis is still in it kind of you know she still has like a um like a presence in entertainment she has like stuff to lose 
Whereas Tess doesn't give a fuck and she's nothing to lose and doesn't want to be in this world. So it would just be really cool to hear her talk about it. Um, I was really excited to see that Andrea was in it though. <laughs> Her mom. <laughs> and I guess I don't remember Pretty Wild that much, but I forgot how insane that mom was and still is. Everything. She is, she was my reason to watch the show. I was obsessed <laughs> with Andrea like upset I saw the clip of her explaining um their religion which was interesting because the show tried to make it make it seem like they their religion was the book the secret to make them look dumb you know so like it looked like she was teaching these teenage girls out of one of Oprah's book club books like as their whole school (laughs) but I saw her being like the book the secret is based on the teachings (laughs) it's so insane to watch them like try and lie as they're telling the story and like the mental gymnastics of being like oh no 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 that's not what happened right yeah because they all want to be famous for it but they don't want to be accountable yeah (laughs) that's funny and the only two that were interviewed I don't know Alexis's little sister's name. She was in it. Alexis and then Nick. So no one else really, no one else in the bling ring did it. Wow. And I remember them talking about that all of them, including Andrea, they were all doing drugs together in that house. Yeah. Again, I feel like I need to rewatch Pretty Wild because I don't really remember much of it. You should. It's. I mean, it's one season. They're all like 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll fly you know, through that. It's like, and you can't stop. You know, once you start, it's like, it's impossible to not watch the whole season. I don't think I've ever watched, like, a, one episode. I've only ever done the whole thing. I love that. <laughs> it's so riveting. It's just so good. Because I don't know if you remember, they didn't, like, the timing of that show, the producers didn't know that that stuff was, like, happening. So they talk about it in the documentary. They I don't do? want to I don't want to ruin it for you, but the producers are fucking evil. Yeah. Like watching them smile as they're talking about the fact Alexis was hooked on heroin and they like yeah. planted pills for Andrea to find and be like, you're on drugs with a giant smile on their face because it was great TV. I'm like, what the I get it's great wow. TV, but also like you have to be heartless to be a reality TV producer. You really do. You you really do have to be like soulless. Yeah. Well, now I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to watch it anyway, but now I'm really excited. It's really, really good. I do have to say our girl, Cara Delevingne, was looking healthy at Fashion Week in Paris. Um, I know we, we've talked about how we joke about her and stuff, but I do genuinely like want her to be healthy and well and and all of that me too I feel really sad for her I was talking to somebody actually like we were dming about her um earlier today and I was just saying that I feel like she got so famous randomly you know right and that must have really had an effect on her because she got like very very famous like in the past year yeah and I think someone dm'd us saying that her family's not like super kind to her mm-hmm. and they kind of like pick on her and make, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm kind of like, well, that makes me sad too. Yeah. 
Yeah, from what I've read, she's kind of like an embarrassment to the family. Yeah, and and it's crazy because you never hear about her being like mean or rude or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's just she has an alleged addiction issue and that doesn't make her a bad person. It just makes her human. No, yeah, we're rooting for you, Cara Delevingne. As the princess of this podcast, we are rooting for you. So one thing we also wanted to talk about, obviously, um, was Rihanna. Rihanna is headlining the Hoover Bowl. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm in shock. What did you think when you heard? I couldn't believe it. I thought I was being punked. Um, But I'm so excited. I've been listening to her Spotify radio or whatever. All she has is hits. She has so many hits, but if she plays Breaking Dishes, I will lose my mind. <laughs> Me and Jesse made like a of a, 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 what are like our dream set list. Oh, who what was yours? <laughs> How many songs? Well, you say you are going to think. Well, I was like, I figured this would it would obviously be like a medley, right? Because like you said, she has so many hits. Like she is literally every song she's ever released has been like a hit single. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm guessing it would have to be like a medley moment and, you know, it would be like broken up into like the first part being like Ponda replay and stuff. And, you know, uh, selfishly, I would love to hear um, if it's loving that you want. That's not going to happen, but I would love it. <laughs> you know, like baby girl Riri. And then the middle section, of course, I think would be like loud Riri, like red hair also like um fingerless gloves riri you know rockstar riri breaking dishes like you said uh shut up and drive like you know <laughs> and then i guess the third act would be cool girl riri so like auntie and all that stuff but it's so hard she has so many fucking songs she's so many hits if you could make a playlist of Say seven songs. I know they get a whole half hour. I just wrote mine as you were talking. Okay. And this is not, this is just like songs I love that I would love to hear. Okay. So I think she has to do Umbrella. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear Desperado. Okay. My favorite Rihanna song is Firebomb. I would love to hear okay. Firebomb, Rehab, Breaking Dishes, Talk That Talk in four or five seconds. Because if she brought out Sir Paul McCartney, everyone would lose their fucking mind. Oh my God. That would be crazy. If she brought out him and and Kanye and like didn't tell anyone. Or Jay-Z. Yeah. That would be nuts. I know. Oh my God. I would. I mean, I'm going to cry. Oh yeah. I'm not like. I'm a huge Rihanna fan. Like, I know I talk about how much I love Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson, but Rihanna's, like, right up there. She's the one. Like, I mean, Rihanna really is, like, the one. When you Mm -hmm. look at her discography and you see how many hits she's released and, like, back to back to back to back to back, just, like, hit, 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 hit. Like, none of her songs don't chart. I remember, I believe it was Chris Martin said, if you want a hit song, put Rihanna on it. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe on Auntie, the opening song, Consideration, is literally just about her making every song good. <laughs> and how, like, the industry, like, the producers of songs and, like, her label won't listen to her ideas. 
but then it's like you put me on all these songs and I make them fucking hits. Like fuck you, you know. She's a she's. But I did want to say so. Obviously, a lot of people brought up her voice. Oh yeah. And the you know the blind item story about Rihanna being that she's lost her voice and these blind item websites have been talking about her being voiceless allegedly for years. And I mean, we haven't heard her open her mouth yet, so we don't know what is true or not true. But obviously, I've always prayed to God that that wasn't real, you know? So hopefully, I don't know, maybe she's been rehabbing her voice. She's been like, maybe it was never true. I don't know. But I only want good vibes and good energy. And I always say, especially at like Super Bowls, you have a backtrack. You need one because the stadium... In like yeah. the the way it's filmed, it's a little delayed and stuff. Right, exactly. So, I hope it's not true, though. I will say. Me too. Oh God, I pray to God it's not true. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. So Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I could cry. I'm so excited. It's like so nostalgic and fun. Oh, I love that. I can't wait. I like want to go full high horror drag and go to the theater and see it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) And post a picture on our story. Of being like full prosthetics at the theater alone. (laughs) (laughs) Just here for fun. Don't mind me. Yeah. One, please. Thank you. (laughs) You buy out the whole theater. You're like, actually, this is just... <laughs> Me and Nicole Kidman in the theater together. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also, of course, wanted to bring up uh, the thing that everybody is talking about, the Try Guys. Who would have ever thought? It's like 2013 again. I have no idea who these men are. When I saw them all over Twitter, I was like, okay, I'll bite. And then uh, Liz Bentley just like kind of educated me on them. And I have a theory that all men with some kind of fame cheat until proven otherwise. 
it's just you never expect when these things are going to happen like you just it's the most random i could not think of a more random person than ned from the try guys being all over my phone like but so i used to be a big try guys girl because i loved buzzfeed like i was one of those people can we talk about buzzfeed for a quick second sure so we both know someone who used to work there Mm-hmm. And the story she used to tell me about BuzzFeed made my like jaw drop because I feel like when I was in my early 20s, that was like the dream place to work. Yes. And learning about how terrible they are to their employees. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet, trigger warning, um, that it's alleged that they actually fed employees dog meat once in like a some sort you know how they used to have those weird like try this weird food and mm-hmm. and allegedly it was dog meat i don't know if that's a hundred percent true but i almost oh want to do a buzzfeed episode for this podcast where we just go through reddit and pull like how terrible it is there i would love i would be obsessed because i could talk about buzzfeed for 20 hours tell us if you guys are interested in that because i'm a hundred percent down yeah i just it's it's crazy because specifically with the try guys they were one of the only so they came about during that time when buzzfeed was really really like marketing and branding people as like personalities was that like matt belisai i remember he used to drink like a bottle of wine and talk shit yes okay like they had like those shows on buzzfeed like on their videos that like took off for whatever reason and the try guys i think was like their most popular thing i think it was like the thing that really became like so big that they went on tour oh okay and they went on like a nationwide tour that like sold out all over the fucking world of them just like doing dumb shit on stage and then i remember when they left um buzzfeed it was a huge deal because everybody was like how are they i mean they are the only thing that people watch now on this like whatever and then they started their own like they started like the try guys i guess they got the the rights to the name and started their own company as like the oh. try guys through like from buzzfeed and the irony was that ned was always like the family try guy like he's the married one he's the one that always talks about being married he always talks about his wife and his baby and you know he was like the married try guy like truly rubbing his relationship in people's faces so it makes it much worse that he was the cheating one kind of sounds like john mulaney doesn't it (laughs) and i'm also like grossly sexually attracted to ned so it's a real blow not that i'm like watching try guy videos anymore but you know it's a real blow that he will no longer see ned ever yeah, I guess looking at them, I was just like, I have never seen these men before in my life. That's a wild. I knew the tall one with the black hair mm-hmm. because I remember I saw him once and I was like, oh, he frightens me. Like, he's scary to me. And that was kind of my only thought. But yeah, I really want to do a working at BuzzFeed because, again, BuzzFeed was like a dream job for a lot of people. Yeah, that was, like, the millennial, I mean, BuzzFeed was, like, our, like, ticket, you know, if, like, if you can get a job doing content for BuzzFeed, like, you will make it, and little did we know, and it's also shitty, too, when you think about the fact that a lot of those people, like, made content that really changed the internet, like, 
yeah. it really had a huge impact on the way we look at websites and the way we use social media and none of those people got any credit for anything they created no i actually took some screenshots of um, buzzfeed employees on twitter so matt balisai tweeted it's worth noting that everybody who worked at buzzfeed between 2013 and 2016 is deeply cursed sam striker tweeted you have to understand working at buzzfeed from 2014 to 2017 was like being part of the suicide squad. And then Sam Stryker continued, if you had five free minutes, you would get pulled into a video to try deer penis for the first time. Hillary Duff glitter bombing you in the office, going undercover to nail a Hollywood predator because you were the only twink in the office. One time, Selma Hyatt crashed at a meeting I was running. I interviewed a deer, the dress, the watermelon, we also had a coworker who was so crazy he ended up live streaming the January 6th insurrection a few years after leaving the company. So yeah, it just sounds like working at BuzzFeed. And again, we know someone who did work there and she had terrible things to say about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to do like a BuzzFeed Barstool episode, even though Barstool frat boys would stab us. They would literally put our heads on sticks. They'd be like, and like, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, they would like pee on us. <laughs> so yeah, tell us if you want a BuzzFeed episode. Yeah, honestly, I would be totally down for that. And then of course, the, the North Star of this podcast, Hayden Penetier, is making a comeback. She was just on Red Table Talk. I watched that as well. And it, it was very much like the People Magazine interview. Mm-hmm. So it was very safe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But how much can Hayden say? That's the thing. She must, I mean, her ties are so intense, you know, the people that she's tied to. And I guess also for a lot of people, this is like brand new info. Yeah, that's very true. she can't, you know, she can't come in too hot, like, as fucked up as this sounds to say, and I'm not saying it to be mean, I'm just saying it's just honest. It's like, when you think about how this usually goes, these celebrities, when they come out and talk about stuff that they've been through, um, I hate to use the phrase, like, milk it. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're going to be hearing about this, and she's probably going to be doing interviews like this for, like, a long time, right? There's probably going to be a book at some point. Oh, my God, don't get me excited. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be, it's a slow burn. So I bet we'll hear more and more. And eventually maybe she'll get, like, comfortable talking about, like, the deep stuff. Yeah. But I bet it's going to be really shallow for a while, you know? I will say during that interview, she said how her daughter lives lives with Vladimir now. Mm -hmm. But how she didn't, like, realize that her daughter wasn't coming back to the United States. She was like, once she was in the Ukraine, she never came back. Oh my Which Lord. was the first time I ever heard her say that. Yeah. That she was like, she was out of it. Or Hayden kept saying she was very out of it, but she wasn't a bad mom. She never put her daughter in danger. And she talked about how Vladimir doesn't really understand like emotions or or he's kind of like numb to it or or whatever is going on in his head mm-hmm. 
But when she was going through postpartum, he was very much like, get over it. Feel better. Why aren't you feeling better? Mm -hmm. Because he couldn't understand it. And then when she was in and out of rehab and stuff, he just decided Kaya should live in Ukraine and Hayden has to travel there to see her. She's never been back to the United States since she left. Holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. And that's got to be really intense as a mom to admit, like, that you know, you don't have your kid. Yeah. And obviously her relationship with her ex, I forget his name. Was it Brian? I forget his name. I know we did a whole episode on her. Um, But I wonder if she'll ever really talk about that relationship because it was so public. I mean, she just got kicked in the face in a parking lot a few months ago. Right. She's going to write a book. I'm telling you. Like, in like a year after she's done a million interviews and sort of rebranded, I bet you she will announce a book or something, you know? I hope so. It'd be amazing. And I hope she fucking outs everybody. You know what I mean? I hope that she just like rip roars through fucking Hollywood. (laughs) And just one last thing about the Red Table Talk. She actually brought up how in the show Nashville, they wrote her real life into it. Like her, her character had a drinking problem. Hayden had a drinking problem. Her character got pregnant. Hayden got pregnant or was pregnant at the time. And then of course the postpartum that was written into it because Hayden had postpartum. I'm like, that must fuck with your head to some degree. That is crazy. Oh, that's so sad. That's like really sad. It's like evil, right? Yeah, it's very evil. Yeah. I would love it if she wrote a book. Now you've put that in my head. I think it'll happen. Like, if history has told us anything about when a celebrity opens up, like, it's usually, you know, it's usually a way to rebrand and, like, become, um, like, insurable and, like, bankable again, you know? And, like, she's going to be in Scream. Like, yeah, she's, like, going to have, like, a big moment, you know? Yeah, and and I know a lot of people talk about how her speech is different now than it used to be. But I can only imagine if she was doing as many drugs as she said she was, that has to affect your brain For somehow. Sure. 1,000%. Yeah, especially pills. Yeah. And she, you know, she went to rehab for eight months. So I really hope, I really hope this is another Hayden Renaissance. I think you and I have had this conversation. I don't think Lindsay Lohan deserves 75 comebacks (laughs) compared to like Amanda and Hayden, you know? Yeah. If Hayden can't get a couple. Yeah. Let's give Hayden a handful. Come on. At least one. (laughs) Yeah. One good big giant one. Yeah. For sure. And at least she has a big movie to back up her comeback. It's not like an ad for eHarmony or something. No shade to Lindsay. I love her, <laughs> but you know. And I do have to say, I've never really watched the Red Table Talk, but I thought Jada, and I don't know her mom's name, I thought they did like a great job of being compassionate. And I know they, Jada gets so much shit, but I was like, she's actually really compassionate and like listened. I don't know. I like Red Table Talk. I like yeah. it. If you watch them, if you watch all of them, they become a little repetitive in the okay. way that like, the way she, her style of interviewing. But I think that she's actually a really good interviewer. All of them. I think her, Willow, and her mom are great together. I really do. 
Well, Kelly Osborne was there, not Willow. Why? Okay. I don't I I guess her and Hayden are friends. So I don't know if maybe oh, okay. that was why. Maybe Willow couldn't do I don't know. But when I saw Kelly Osborne, I was like, why is she here? She's okay. also pregnant. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Me either. I was like, okay, Kelly Osborne. <laughs> Interesting. All right, guys. Well, that was pop culture. Um, now we have Kevin Hart, who again is one of our more requested guys for sure. But his blind item life isn't super long. Obviously, there's going to be a lot to talk about with his, I guess, almost downfall. But what are your Kevin Hart thoughts, Troy? I've never really been a fan of Kevin Hart's comedy. Um, My mom is obsessed with him. She watches, like, every project he puts out. Like, his, his... tv show is documentaries like she's so i always know what's going on and like she'll tell me like no this is something that you need to see blah 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 like because usually i'm like i'm not watching one of kevin hart's fucking movies where he's walking around screaming and shit like, i don't care i'm not doing it um yeah i've just never really been a big fan like i don't know like i i i'm i don't think he's funny really like uh, I think he's a decent host, but even that, I'm like, I get really irritated really quickly with Kevin Hart and his like, like little man humor. It's like we get it. You're short and you're loud. Like we get it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what about I you? Used, I used to be a big Kevin Hart fan. Um, I really liked his first stand up special, but I liked him a lot on Chelsea Handler's roundtable for Chelsea Lately. I thought he was super funny there. I don't watch his movies, so I can't say anything negative or positive about that. But I do remember after he got divorced, and I was kind of like, oh, like, people get divorced, I get it, whatever. And then his Mm -hmm. next stand-up was all about, like, him at the club trying to hook up with girls. And I was... Mm -hmm. For me, I was almost like, no, 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 that's too quick. That's too quick of a pivot because we all know you two. <laughs> right. Like, this isn't funny. You went from being like a funny family man to being like, yeah, you know, I sit at the club and kick my feet because my feet don't touch the ground. I'm trying to fuck all. Th-. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, but yeah, he, he annoys the shit out of me now. And he had maybe a Netflix documentary that came out. That was a couple episodes. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was on. But after watching it, I was just like, he is such a fucking asshole. That was my only thought. He's a dick. Yeah. And, and I, I still... Sorry, go ahead. No, you. I still think that he's fucking homophobic. I agree. Like, and I, I believe that there's a blind about it because I saw the mention of her name. But I know that he was, like, a part of the same agency as Ellen. And... A lot of the people that were a part of Ellen's, um, a part of the same agency as her, were, like, doing her show after she was canceled. Yeah. You know, as, like, a pro bono to their agency. And when she had him on to, like, explain himself and his, like, homophobic tweets or whatever, it was like, of course you're going to go on fucking Ellen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think that he's a, I kind of think he's a douche, to be honest. No one I'll never get over is when he got in that really bad car accident, but mm-hmm. like switched seats. So he wasn't yeah. in the driver's seat. Yeah. I don't think we talk about that enough. In <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that yeah, that is wild. And he didn't get no one got in trouble. And he also had that cheating scandal. He's had like a lot of scandals. Yeah, he had a sex tape, right? Yeah, someone tried pictures. To, someone tried to sell a sex tape, I believe. But then there were those pictures of him hooking up with that girl in the back of a car. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I learned my lesson again. I'm like, you you just cheat. You cheat. It's a, like, yeah, I cheated again. It's not that deep. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so. So those are all opinions. Everything from here on out is alleged. And we start our first blind item in 2011. He's the hottest comedian out right now, but he's blowing his money by gambling it away. And of course, Kevin Hart, obviously. And then we jumped to 2014. This D-list reality star who was a reality star because of her A-list, mostly movie actor, ex-husband, was wasted out of her mind over the weekend and started throwing punches at a memorial event for the offspring of this C-list celebrity. She was throwing punches at the C-lister. This is so random. So it's Tori Hart, of course, her ex being Kevin Hart, and she was throwing punches at Tamika Raymond. Okay. Is that Usher's <laughs> ex-wife? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we have a Kids' Choice Awards blind, and Kids' Choice Awards seems like one of the most fucked up awards out there. <laughs> For sure. At last night's Kids' Choice Awards, this actress from a hit network ensemble show was all over this brand new A-list mostly movie actor who you should just call A-plus list. Even though he has a girlfriend with him, he just left his kids and the girlfriend and spent the night flirting with the network actress. <laughs> Phone numbers and lots of kisses were exchanged at the end of the night. That's Kevin Hart with good old Leah Michelle. When I read that, I was like, what? Like my jaw unhinged. I was we like, what? Have, we must have read that for the Leah Michelle episode of my brain was just like, no. Mm -mm, reject. <laughs> <laughs> What's one to do when his hot streak is catching shade from his ex? I've never heard the word hot streak used that way. It's no laughing matter when the ex tells your new girl that she ain't really holding nothing down. Is this about last night? <laughs> so that's Kevin Hart and, and Nico and Tori Hart, of course. Now we do have a kindness blind. This b list actor who is close to an A-list stand-up comedian is going to have a big year next year. He might even shoot up to A-list with the movie, which will be opening. On the road as a comedian, though, he stops at a children's hospital in every city to meet with kids and their parents and tell jokes. An hour or two a day, almost every day. That's really cool, and it sounds like he does it without fanfare, which I give him a lot of credit for. I know John Cena actually just broke the Guinness world record for most wishes granted, and he does it without fanfare. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. That's the one thing my mom does always mention about, because she tells me shit about Kevin Hart. I'm not like every day. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, but she always mentions that he's extremely charitable. And, you know, he takes care of his family. Like he, he has like a lot of people in his family that he like supports. Oh. Um, and he hires all of his like, which I think this is like like common knowledge now but he hires his childhood best friends for like jobs oh okay to keep them all employed and like his core group of friends he's had for like a million years and they're all under like the kevin hart umbrella of employment 
which mm-hmm. is cool. So now in 2015, this feat, and this is a People's Choice Awards uh, blind. <laughs> this is really funny. This female presenter at last night's People Choice People's Choice Awards was annoyed that she didn't get as much attention on stage as she thought she should. There were other people on stage with her, and she kept getting blocked by them. Quote, what was the point of me even being there? She fumed after she got off stage. The audience couldn't even see me. One of the stagehands shrugged and said, you're bigger than them. You should have just moved them out of the way. <laughs> and that didn't make her feel any better. I wonder why. So that was Kaylee Cuoco being mad at Josh Gad and Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kaylee Coco must have some crazy blinds, right? I can't even imagine. (laughs) This A-list comedian who's having a pretty good last 12 months in acting, too, is tiny in stature. And apparently, that includes everywhere, so he never leaves home without some added padding. He He prefers to avoid the sock thing and instead uses a fairly large sex toy to give him the size he wants people to think he has. That is the first blind I've ever heard of someone like stuffing their pants. You know, I would say normally that I don't believe it, but he's so such a little egotistical fucker. You know, and he seems deeply insecure to me. He definitely has like those platforms that Nick yeah. Jonas wears. <laughs> the Tom Cruise heels. Yeah. This A-list mostly movie comic actor who is who is height challenged tried all night to get his significant other to leave. He finally started having her drink double and triple drinks until she passed out and he sent her home all because he wanted to have sex with this random woman that he had met earlier in the night. We're now in 2016 and this is from a British blog but it does not say which British blog. Which well-known comedian demanded that his ex return all of the letters that he sent her when they broke up, not for sentimental reasons, nor out of spite, but because he wanted to crib them for his memoir. Huh. Hmm. You know, he wants to be like, I did try and get her back. Yeah. (laughs) Here's proof. This A-list comic slash A-list mostly movie actor was wasted out of his mind this weekend while performing. That is literally the blind. (laughs) Okay. If you read the site, you will know that this height-challenged A-list actor cheats on his significant other. Hell, it's how he met her. However, the most recent case was just a, a PAP agency making a few bucks by using a plant. Tabloids need to make money, and it makes more and more high-strength high strength tea to stand out from every other outlet. And um, that is him hooking up with the a Latin singer from Miami named Monique. And those are the TMZ pictures that got so that were spotted in the back oh, so, of the car. So they're saying that TMZ planted it? Or someone planted it and Monique was the plant. Interesting. Okay. So we're in 2017. Things are about to get even more uncomfortable for this married A-list comic slash actor as another two women are about to come forward to discuss their affairs with the A-lister. And again, I think Kevin did such a good job of being like a family guy and like a funny family man mm-hmm. that when it came out, he was cheating. Everyone was like, what? Or cheating again, I should say. Yeah. I also just want to say while we're here that um, 
that Zach just texted me that Kanye West updated his profile picture on Instagram to be a picture of Chris Jenner. So Kanye's profile picture is like a glamour shot of Chris <laughs> for no reason. Just wanted to say that. I'm glad that we get breaking news while we record, honestly. <laughs> In public, this A-list comedian slash actor is all love towards his wife. But behind the scenes, he was cleaning up messes and was even faithful for about three weeks. Then he had an opportunity when his wife was getting a spa treatment. So he cheated on her while she was at the spa. But he was he was faithful for three whole weeks. Yeah, and even said nice things. This actor slash comic wants his wife to help him distract from his current situation so he asked her to let him leak some topless or nude photos of her. Apparently, she would only do implied nudes, and he is back at one of his other houses now because of the blowout fight they had about it. Love how he is blame-shifting. And we are now in 2018. This height challenged A-list actors cheating on his wife again. It is with someone he used to hook up with a couple years ago who he thought was much more discreet. And this A-list height challenge mostly movie actor recently told his wife that he was going out with friends. He did, but then went over to an apartment that he pays for that he pays for and hooked up with his latest mistress. This height challenged A-list comic slash actor is scrambling to make sure all of his ghostwriters have NDA signed. Much like that A-plus singer, he likes everyone to think does everything for himself. So that is Kevin Hart, and it's also shading Drake. So does that mean his, um like, joke writers, do you think? Right. And also, um, people accuse Drake of not writing his own shit, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I figured that. Do you, I mean, come on. Yeah. Everyone has ghost writers. As a Swifty, I'll even... Yes, maybe Taylor has had one or two. Sure. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, and like people make fun of Beyonce for having so many credits on her songs. But like, that's the very reason that she has all those credits is because she gives credit to every person who even had the idea to put a fucking cowbell or something behind it. Like, and that's a big deal, you know? Yeah, for sure. This A-list comic actor took a huge check without telling anyone that he took the huge check from a corporate behemoth to advocate for them in a recent public relations disaster. And that was Kevin being paid by Starbucks. I don't, honestly, Starbucks has so many random PR disasters that I don't remember what it was in 2018. The only thing I can think of is when they changed the cup, like the holiday cup or the Christmas cup to the holiday cup or some shit. Um, it is that's what it is that's what it's it the, yeah it's the cup yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> this serial cheater is doing what he does best cheating on his wife the a-list comic actor hooked up with several different women while recently on tour and again that's why i don't get why cheating is so surprising when it comes out Mm-hmm. because especially comics just celebrities in general i mean the try guys i don't know who the fuck they are but apparently right, they're right. a big they apparently that's on me not on them <laughs> <laughs> but like 
I wouldn't even think they'd be faithful. I don't know. I have no faith in anyone after this podcast. Well, there's definitely a really big um, boys club mentality when it comes to male comics that tour. And like, you know, they protect each other, you know, like they all, they all cheat and they all look out for each other. And, you know, it's like, it's like, that's why it's like a big deal when they talk about cheating. Like there's a funny video of Bobby Lee on, from his, I think he's like, it's from his podcast and he's like talking about comics cheating and how like he's been like physically threatened and blackmailed and stuff because it's a big deal to out a male comic for cheating because they all cheat and like if one of them is outed like it's like well bitch I know your secrets too like it's a huge no-no do you think that's all throughout Hollywood or like comics specifically I think it's definitely all throughout Hollywood but I know male comics have like a it's like a it's like a fraternity of cheating wow yeah so we're now in 2019 and this is a Mr. X blind, so you know it'll be good. He's finally getting called to the carpet. This A-list actor and comic is going to is going on an apology tour for some old remarks that he'd made. He originally wanted to start the tour on that alternate talk show host show because she was one of the first people to defend him. But his PR people are panicking and ordered that he will go on that show hosted by that funny lady or else his career won't recover. He begrudgingly said yes, more proof that the latter host caters to the PR people of her guests. This is what I was talking about earlier. She won't treat him with kid gloves, however. She will probably lecture him about how wrong he was and blah, blah, blah. But will he get his old job back? I don't know. But I'm sure he'll get a knee pads cover because the same conglomerate is in charge of both that magazine and the show that he's going on. This is interesting. So... He wanted to go on Wendy Williams, and he had said that was the only way that I'll be able to rehab my career, because Wendy, it would be an honest interview, but his people wanted him to go on Ellen, because she would softball the interview, and they're all, like I said, Ellen is, you know, it makes you understand why Ellen's interviews were always so fucking soft, because she is the talk show version of knee pads, basically. But also he's coming on off of like a homophobic tweet going on a lesbian's talk show. I mean, Mm -hmm. and if she can forgive him, why can't everyone else? Exactly. And we all know that Alan loves an opportunity to like, you know, not reprimand, but like lecture somebody on her show about being a good person or whatever. That's like, she like gets off on that shit. It's so crazy. I didn't even remember that that he had those tweets to be honest yeah it was a it was a whole fucking thing and him, yeah. and him like defending it like yeah he doubled down right he did yeah he did and he also admitted to like not um like turning down roles in his life because he would have had to like i think that they offered him the role in tropic thunder and he turned it down because the character was gay and he told, he said publicly, like, oh, it was out of my, like, insecurity. I'm like, shut the fuck up. This A-list mostly movie actress is supporting this A-list mostly movie actor in the comments he made that got him removed from a very big television event. I forgot he was supposed to host the Oscars and it got taken mm-hmm. away from him. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. And, and the actress, I'm sorry, is Tiffany Haddish, who just went through her own scandal. How that crazy. did come out. It did come out that there wasn't like enough information or, or something. So Yeah. The reason this A-list comic actor wants to keep his social media information private is because he knows it will leak and everyone will find out just how often he did slash does cheat on his wife. And that was, it says in parentheses, Kevin Hart allegedly refuses to hand over social media info for $7 million lawsuit. I'm sorry, if I'm getting sued for $7 million, you can look at my bank account. You can look at my emails. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, for Kevin, he's like, that's one movie with The Rock. So I'll just... <laughs> I'll just do part eight of some dumb fucking movie. <laughs> it's looking more and more like there were some extracurricular activities going on between this married A-list comic and an employee. So that's Kevin Hart after his car crash. Because again, there was a girl in the car with them. And immediately I was like, oh, he was like hooking up with her. I think it was his trainer yeah. and then a random girl and him and his trainer switched seats. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they is fucking. This diminutive A-list actor's people are spinning some kind of nonsense about, about how he earned a huge victory in a lawsuit. It just has to be refiled in a different venue. They should probably be worried about how they are going to spin what was really going on in a recent event and how it's going to make him look. And that is, oh, the sex tape. The sex tape extortion. He's had a lot of scandals, huh? For having such a short career, no pun intended. Um, well, I guess he's, his career is... He's been around for a very fucking long time, though, I guess. But he didn't blow up. Right. Until maybe like seven or eight years ago, right? I would say so. I I don't think his, like, his blind items picked up around that time for sure. Yeah. A few weeks ago, this pint-sized A-list comedian was declaring victory in a lawsuit. Now it has been refiled in the right place and he's complaining he needs more time. He knows he's going to have to write a painfully big check. And that's when Kevin Hart was begging for more time to respond to sex tape partner's lawsuit. And apparently the sex tape partner's name was Montia Sabag. This married A-list diminutive comic actor was a total a-hole to almost everyone he encountered on his press tour for his most recent movie. Unless you are higher on the list than he is or an attractive woman ready to sleep with him, he will treat you like crap and let you know that he thinks you are beneath him. And that was for Jumanji. So we're now in 2020, and this is a blind from blind gossip. This performer is best described as a funny actor. You know what's not so funny? His inability to stay faithful to his wife, any wife. Let us explain the timing. First, let's look at funny actor's ex-wife. They created a family and he acted like a devoted husband, even though he was constantly stepping out on her. That divorce took several years. One of his mistresses hung in there during the overlap and was eventually rewarded for her patience with a wedding ring. Now, let's look at funny actor's current wife, the ring recipient. They created a family and he acted like a devoted husband, even though he was constantly stepping out on her. Current wife is pregnant. Yes, he's still cheating on her. 
finally, let's look at funny actor's current girlfriend. Quote, she's hanging in there thinking that history will repeat itself. He has to act like he's being faithful and stay with the wife until after the baby gets here. He can't ditch her now and get right after the birth without looking like a total dick. So it could take a couple years. It's okay. His current girlfriend is patient. So yeah. And then um, Blind Item asks, or Blind Gossip asks, do you feel bad for current wife? But I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, it's we say this every time we talk about a cheating celebrity. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Apparently this foreign-born A-list action movie star heard some things that the diminutive A-list comic actor had to say about the foreign-born actor. There would have been a war if they worked together. So I guess Kevin Hart talked shit about Jason Statham and Jason heard it. Oh, oh, he and it says that he abruptly exits Kevin Hart movie, The Man from Toronto, just weeks ahead of shooting. So I'm reading a deadline post saying that apparently he stepped out because Sony wanted a PG-13 rating and he wanted it to be rated R. What? Wait, so Kevin wanted it R? No, Jason wanted it to be rated R, according to oh, Deadline. Okay. That and that is what that is what PR said act like happened. Okay. That's like such a silly, like a silly excuse. <laughs> Come on. I'm only in rated R movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, okay, girls, calm down. I know she probably doesn't have a ton of money for legal representation, but when you're suing this pint-sized A-list comic actor, it would help if you sue him in the correct venue. Each time you mess things up, his PR people take that opportunity to say he was victorious. And again, that's about his sex tape lawsuit, and it was dismissed. It was a $60 million lawsuit. Holy shit. $60 million? To watch Kevin Hart fuck. <laughs> Give me a break. You, If Troy says that, the king of watching every celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> the news coming out from this streaming service today isn't true. They are just trying to appease the A-list common actor slash comedian. And, um, oh, and that was them saying that Kevin Hart has the most watched comedy special of the year. Netflix is so shady. The shadiest. We actually honestly could do a whole episode about Netflix because there are so many blind items about Netflix. I know we've teased it. Maybe next week we should do like BuzzFeed and Netflix. Yeah, I that'll be some fun. Companies. <laughs> In all, this is the final Kevin Hart blind. I am shocked yeah. that he didn't have a bunch more. Um, so we are up to date in 2022. This married A-list comic slash comic actor has been busted cheating before. This past weekend, he tried to keep his cheating private, but was busted by some partygoers when the actor forgot to lock the door. And that was at a uh, 4th of July party, and apparently Neil was there. It just says it in parentheses. Um, yeah, Kevin Hart just kind of sounds like he's like a phony. Yeah. Like, he's just a douche. And honestly, if there were more blinds, we know that they would all just be cheating blinds anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I, I, I like, I don't feel any different about him now that we've recorded this. I still kind of think he's the same person. And if anything, this just like confirmed it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think his PR people are up, maybe not up there with Selena Gomez. We all know that she's like top tier, but everyone yeah. has forgot. I even forgot about his homophobic tweets, you know, like yeah. he's just so in your face all the time yelling at you. It's hard to like keep track. Yeah. And I will say he's very good at navigating his scandals. Like he does a really great job of like getting ahead of it, I think. Yeah, so is Kevin Hart rotted? I don't know if I would say he's rotted. He just seems like a little fucker. I'm going to say moldy. I'll say moldy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I'm, I Again, I'm shocked he didn't have like a shit ton of blinds. Yeah, I thought that there were going to be more blinds about, because um, he's like, he has so many relationships in Hollywood. Like he's friends with so many people like that are prominent in black Hollywood that have a lot of secrets and things. You know, so I thought it would be more about, like, his connections to those things. But, um, yeah, that was the Kevin Hart moment. Do you think him and The Rock have kissed on the mouth? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'd like to think that. Then I would like him. Then I would randomly be interested in Kevin Hart in his career. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Again, there will be some changes, but not really. The only change is adding ads to the podcast um but yeah that was and we promise to make them fun yes we'll probably make them like blind items yes yeah but thank you guys so much for listening subscribing leaving us fake reviews <laughs> make sure to use the word obsessed in our reviews you guys if you can give us one and yeah we'll talk to you uh we'll talk to you next week bye Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.